back to Nuclear Heat with your host, Jake Bakovic, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on Nuclear Heat on 93.7 The Ticket, our WWE Week in Review, welcoming everybody from the WWE Universe to join us in the Ticketverse to talk some WWE. One eight one zero says the Rock promo was just a one-time thing. Gave Theory a little rub, showing he's worthy of being in the picture with the big names. The Rock was just around for as a game day guest. That's a little bit of my fear uh, since they brought him back for Theory. Um, but uh, I, I still have hope that maybe it'll, it'll turn into a WrestleMania match. Oh, don't break my heart like that, please. Um, <laughs> I could be right. Yeah, no, that. Uh, no, he needs to stick around for a little bit. He's got nothing else to do right now. They're on yeah, a writer's, writer's strike. strike. I mean, might as well, you know, come, <laughs> come, you know, make some money for the WWE, make some money for yourself. You know, get us all excited. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we've been saying, if you if you're not a WWE fan or you've at least heard of The Rock, and you would understand why he is. This was just the biggest moment. This was the if you could ask almost anybody to fantasy book a returning wrestler. Um, it would be The Rock. Now, I will say this: he did look a little older than oh the last time we saw him. I didn't want to, which say is a that, little sad. Yeah, I was, I was there, and and he kept the glasses on, and I'm just looking at him, you know, because they kept panning in. I'm like, man, he looks over fifty now. I know yeah. he still looks great. He looks in better shape than I, you know, than yeah. I am, and I'm like half his age. But it's just the man. movies. It seems like yeah. he looks a little better, and they probably do a little bit of those effects yeah. there. But, but hey, he can the, still go. The people's elbow, rock bottom. Yeah. Phenomenal. They still look top notch to me. So, which don't I've never really took the most athleticism, which is great. <laughs> is if you can get a move over that really is just a simple move. Yeah, as yeah, a finisher. Hey, it's the most electrifying sports and <laughs> yeah. moving sports entertainment. That's man. right. It's great. All right, let's uh, jump to Raw. Of course, from Monday, Cody Rhodes opened up to talk about Jay Uso. Dominic interrupted, um, and uh, I think. Cody said that Ripley might have eyes for Jay Uso, which was kind of interesting. This is the second week in a row they kind of mentioned that, so maybe laying something down for that. Um, Damian Finn then come down to ringside for the Dominic and Cody match. This was a quick match. Uh, Cody Cutter leading to a crossroads gets Cody the win, um, which I thought with where Dominic's at, I thought they should at least give him yeah. some offense and make it a little bit of match. They didn't. Um, but in any case, Judgment Day after the match was about, about to uh, attack Cody, and then KO and Sammy came in to even the odds in Judgment Day retreats, which, of course, has been a <laughs> raw main event that we talk Same about thing. weekly here. Um, thank God that it didn't set up for the, <laughs> the main event later in the night, but it wasn't. Like we said, this is a rinse and repeat raw, so there's not a whole lot going on here that was too interesting. One part that I did thought was interesting when they did come back from break was KO was asking Cody why Jay Uso is on Raw because Cody basically brought Jay Uso to Raw. And Cody and Sammy say that Jay Uso deserve a second chance. KO says he doesn't trust Jay yet, but he trusts Cody and Sammy. Uh, so kind of interesting there um, just to kind of go through it. Again, laying some seeds for KO to get upset basically yeah. <laughs> down the line. You know, and... and and I like it because I really, really want J uh, Jay Uso to join the Judgment Day. That is starting mm -hmm. to become something I, I really want to happen now. Um, but yeah, I mean, for for as much of a not a fan I was of this Raw, I thought this you know this segment was 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 well done. That yeah. was well acted out. Uh, then we had Kofi against Ivar. Eric announced that he couldn't compete. 
uh, as part of the Viking Raiders in the New Day. Valhalla was at ringside, um, actually in pretty wrestling, a good wrestling yeah. match, mm-hmm. uh, despite lo- little build and little interest in character development. Uh, Ivar top rope moonsault was very impressive for his size. Kofi, though, ends up hitting up the trouble in, in paradise for the win. A lot of offense in this story for Ivar. So that was kind of the story was that Kofi had to suffer through a lot of the offense from Ivar to win. Um, again, uh, I think that this was a, a position. I understand it, this was kind of just deviating from their New Day Viking Raiders clash that they're going to have. And we might end up seeing uh, Eric take on the other half of the New yeah. Day next week would be my guess. But I thought it would have been, been nice to give. They've kind of been pushing the Viking Raiders a little bit to show that they belong in these feuds. I thought that would have been huge for a win here, a singles match win for Ivar rather than the way they went. Yeah, and 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 I agree. You know, we we were talking about weeks ago, you know, the Viking Raiders couldn't win a match. They were jobbers and then all of a sudden boom, they're like winners of 3 in a row or something like yeah. that. I I felt like there were there was some momentum there and they have such a cool look to them, such a cool entrance. Everything is great and then they get put in the ring, get a little bit of momentum, boom, they're done. You know, they yeah. they, they take a loss like this and I and and Kofi's a former World champ, yep. you know, so this would have been a great win. I agree. Yeah. They they just didn't pull them, you know, they didn't they didn't go forward with it. Yeah. Uh up next was Shinsuke in Ricochet. Uh Shinsuke has a new black heel heel outfit, as I like to say, uh, that he brought to the ring. Uh Seth Rollins, this was all about Seth Rollins. It's kind of funny because Ricochet's in a backstage yeah. interview. He doesn't want to be a, a pawn in in this feud or you know to Shinsuke and that's all he is like it, it's it was almost like brought attention to the fact that he's just a pawn in this deal um but Seth Rollins didn't help either because he was uh trying to come after Shinsuke and, and attack and, and so I mean security had to hold him back and they're you're telling the story of Seth Rollins cares so much that even as a bat as a good guy he'll hit security yeah. to get to Shinsuke um, but uh, it was just kind of silly. They ended up having the Shinsuke-Ricochet match after getting Seth Rollins contained. Ricochet actually used a steel chair for the win to get disqualified. Uh, Shinsuke attacked and misses with that steel chair. Ricochet used it. Uh, so Shinsuke then gained the upper hand with the chair before Rollins came back out for the second time to try to break things up. Rollins attempted a pedigree on the chair of Shinsuke, but he flipped him uh, on his back, which again, Shinsuke's been attacking for weeks now. He then hits Rollins back on the announcer's desk. Uh, and then actually, I thought it was kind of funny. He grabbed a big head out of the audience. So <laughs> somebody had of Rollins to mock Rollins out as he exited. Shinsuke gets the upper hand once again, attacking Rollins back. A uh, little bit of a different way to get to the same storyline yep. that's moving alongside there. So not much to say there as we got to gotta go through it here. Uh, Baszler and Stark against Chelsea Green and Piper. This was a, a tag team match I was looking forward to. You know, finally excited about yep. the women's division tag team match. And here it gets put out. Anaya yep. Jax returns and wipes out everybody. Um, makes you wonder where they're going to go next with the tag team match I was actually interested in. Um, or if, if, I mean, I would assume they'd redo it, but now everybody is going to want to attack Naya. I'm not sure. Everybody's hurt because of Naya, you know, whether it's kayfabe or real life, you know, I, I told you, man, I told you I was not excited for Naya Jack's return. And you know what? Yes, she's a big heel. She can look like a legitimate threat to Rhea Ripley, but they just threw four. Okay. Two strong women and the tag champs. They, they fed them to her. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing in that, in that instance? I, that just, that was heartbreaking for me to see that. And like you said, it was, it was turning out to be a good match. It actually was entertaining. It was fun. And then Nia Jax just destroys everybody. We'll pause quickly for station identification and be right back here on Nuclear Heat on 93.7 The Ticket. 
It's home for sports talk on the FM dial. The home of Kansas City Royals baseball. KNTK FM first, 93.7 the ticket. So up next in our Raw review, Damien tells Jay Uso that they want as uh, one Uso or a Uso for Judgment Day, and they want the answer by the end of the night. That kind of sets up uh, the main storyline for the main event. Once again, this is uh, Nuclear Heat here on 93.7 the tickets. Thanks for sticking around with us. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Nuclear Heat contributor Agi Pena as we run through WWE, and we are on Raw right Right now, very disappointed. If there's a disappointing part of Raw, it was this for me. Brig Bronson Reed against Gable. They're basically telling the story who deserves a chance uh, at Gunther next. And they have Bronson win with his tsunami, uh, which is a great move. No, no problem there. It's just Gable has all the momentum in the world coming off that feud. And I don't know if they're telling the story of uh, he's going to have to try hard to get back another chance at it, which will ultimately give him the win. That's the only, that's the only way to redeem this. Cause otherwise they just killed a lot of his momentum. Um, but it, and big Bronson Reed doesn't get a whole lot from it. He's, he's kind of in this stop and start type of position. So a little bit of another start form is not much, doesn't mean much right now. It's so disappointing. I, I could not believe this. I, I thought this was not a squash match, but just like another step, for Gable. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, they're going to give him Bronson Reed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you beat somebody that much bigger because we were just talking about it. He, he has so much fan, you know, love behind him. He's organically created, naturally created there. Um, And, and then you give him to Bronson Reed, who when was the last time Bronson Reed did anything, you yeah. know, like he, he, he feud with, with Shinsuke. He lost that feud and Gable just put on, you know, a heck of a match, a couple of heck of a matches against Gunther and you have him lose that. That's just, that's just mind boggling to me. Uh, off the text line, Tommy says, does Shin have a top five entrance of all time? Brood is number one for sure, like, which was was really cool, the yeah. vampires back in the day. Um, you think Shin's, is, is that up there for you? I'm not going to make you do top five. but Oh, no, no. It's it's phenomenal. That When that violin music comes out, you oh, know, yeah. and, and when he first came into WWE, do you remember his first WrestleMania? They had, like, the whole orchestra out oh, there, yeah. and, and then they turned it into rock. Oh, man, his it's it's phenomenal. And the music is just good. I noticed they play that from time to time yeah. at Memorial Stadium. Yeah. If you, and, if you go and, to the games. and, you know, just, just, just proves how big of a WWE nerd I am when his, you know, entrance came out, I had it on YouTube and I played it while I worked and I was like, Oh yeah, this is getting me through the day. So <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think it's, I don't know if I'd put it top five. We won't we won't go into that yeah. right now, but it's close. It, it's a great entrance, and it's fun. It gets yeah. the crowd going. Yeah, it does. Uh, Ciampa then calls out Imperium, announces interest for the Intercontinental title belt. Which again, if it's going to be Champa, uh, I mean, I almost Man. feel like when I when I heard that, I kind of felt you know what I would want to come out of this is Imperium embracing Champa. Like maybe that'll yeah. give Champa something to do. Is if you brought him into Imperium after all yeah. of it, uh, and maybe kicked off uh, you know the least. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't want four guys, yeah, you could get rid of the the, the weakest part of Imperium. Not that I don't know what they're doing here. Um, it. I don't want to say this in a bad way, but this really, really looks like another Vince McMahon-led Raw. You can tell Triple H yeah. was maybe on the side, and Vince was maybe, maybe back, you know, pulling the strings in creative. Um, this is such a just a uh, just such a disappointment. I mean, what is what has Champa done to really deserve a, a shot at that? You know, yeah. and like you said, because um, what's his name? Um, the other guy from um, Imperium, Da Vinci, um, Da Vinci, the guy yeah. who we thought, oh, you know, maybe they're gonna kick him out. In come Champa. I thought that'd be great too. No, nah, you know, they're going to have him yeah. go after the title after he's done nothing, you know, or anything. He's, he's been like a guy they've kind of just plugged in, you know, places. And 
now he's possibly getting a getting a shot at it. Yeah, it, it kind of strains. Not necessarily what I would want next um, for the Intercontinental Title for Imperium for Gable. I mean, throughout all this, this was just kind of a weird way direction. Which hopefully they just axe and, <laughs> and go. And honestly, it's it's weird because we complain how much they do matches over and over, but I can't get enough of Gable and Gunther right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I this that was the feud, one of the feuds he didn't want to end. I mean, I, I don't see where you can, after Gable has a bad lot, and, and he can still build himself up. I mean, he yeah. built himself out of nothing, essentially. But, man, that's going to be hard after Bronson Reed beats you. It just and, kills and, a lot of steam he had already built up. Yeah, and, and I could see if they would have, you know, screwed him over or something like that, you know, made it a not clean. Yeah. This was a clean loss. Yeah. Like, that's that that's hard to come back from. Yeah, so it's just it's just kind of weird. Um, coming up after that, Becky Lynch, who's the new NXT Women's Championship, uh, had an open challenge uh, answered by Natalia. Becky wins. Not much to say there, Ugh. Natalia. That was not the fresh fight that we that you would expect to see, but no. it is what it is. Uh, Giovanni Vinci then takes on Champa. Champa makes Vinci tap, which again maybe could eventually tell the story of Champa joining uh, Imperium. Which would just be sad because Vinci would just like have to act all along throughout it, knowing that like he's gonna get cut. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah, if this, it happens. Yeah, so. next year at this time, he, his name will probably be <laughs> one of those WWE wrestlers released. They just haven't yeah. done anything with him. He, he he's the guy that takes the pins on the team. That's yeah. that's his role. And they and they they like write it in storyline that yep. Imperium gets upset with him for keeping yep. losing. So I'm sure this won't be pretty for him. Um, so that leads us to our main event: McIntyre against Jay Uso. Again, kind of strange because it's face on face. Yeah. McIntyre's been kind of straddling the lines as, with his anger recently, but that doesn't mean he's not a face. Uh, Judgment Day comes by ringside, uh, which again is interesting because Judgment Day is trying to recruit Jay Uso. Uh, Uso super kicks Priest. Um, after basically taking some advice or looking to maybe take some advice, so to clearly say, no, I'm not going to join the Judgment Day. He also uh, super kicks Balor and Dominic before being claymored by McIntyre. So Judgment Day did enough to distract McIntyre, or excuse me, Uso for McIntyre to get the win. Judgment Day then starts beating up on Uso, and McIntyre's walking off slowly. He doesn't know whether to go help out um, or what to do there. Um, so instead of McIntyre helping, Cody comes out, makes a save, and uh, <laughs> so it is. It you know it's kind of a familiar end to uh, to Raw, but another another part to the story of clearly Jay Uso not joining Judgment Day. We've seen him already super kick Mysterio, and they recruit him the next week. Do you think the the Judgment Day trying to recruit Jay is is over now? No, I, I think they'll still push it because at the end of the day, um, I think even though they say there's not our leader. Rhea is essentially their unofficial leader yeah. and she hasn't been super kicked. So I think, you know, she still wants Jay. So, and, and I still want Jay on the judgment day with however they get him there. Um, so yeah, you know, different, it wasn't the same main event, which is good, but then I saw Cody come in and I was like, Oh, come on. It's <laughs> like, you had to throw him in your main event. Didn't you? You just had to remind us he's still here. So Cody, yeah. like we said, Cody does nothing but just interrupt main events. Yep. Yep. yep that's it. He, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's I'm kind of I'm kind of over it. I'm sorry if 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 you know our listeners are huge Cody Rhodes fans. This guy is not. I respect him. He's a good worker, but he can kind of move on to a different feud now. He can do something else. Well, and I don't and I I still see him as incredibly over, which is why it's not it's not necessarily that I am annoyed by him as a, a wrestler or anything. It's just like he needs something. They're not, yeah. they kind of keep they're keeping him in the middle of these mini feuds that you just don't feel like you know. He's, he doesn't necessarily belong. Like, if you do it for one week, fine. But it's like week after week, 
and it's just confusing. We still won't see who's going to be traded for yeah. Jey Uso over to Raw, so we'll see if WWE ever pays off on that. They don't necessarily have to. We'll forget yeah. We'll forget about it eventually. They do that stuff from time to time. Uh, but that'll wrap it up for Nuclear Heat here on 93.7 The Ticket. Thanks for joining us. One eight one zero Texan says, did you guys see the wrestlers at WWE cut today? Elias was probably the biggest name. We did see that. We spent the whole first segment uh, talking about that. So if you missed the first segment and want to check that out, uh, theticketfm.com is where you can find that as well as uh, on YouTube as uh, as our stream is up there. So that'll wrap it up. We, uh, we'll see where we're at next week. We're having fun we're doing a WWE podcast. We'll continue doing it. But we will take uh, take a quick break. Nuclear Heat will end. We'll be right back with Harrison as we keep rolling in Ticket Weeknights here on 93.7 The Ticket.